When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Light the beam and oh, Keegan Murray going for the 50 spot. He was so close. He was on fire. Made 12 of his first 13 from downtown, trying to go for the NBA record to tie Clay Thompson, which is 14 most ever in an NBA game. 47 points for Murray. The Kings win this 125 to 104. The postgame show right here, if you don't like that. Three, two, one, go. Sacramento missed you. Carter, stolen by Williams. And look at this. Oh, you don't like that. You don't like NBA basketball. Bucks. Goodbye. Oh, if you don't like that, you don't like NBA basketball. The exclamation point from the Eric Fox. Oh, if you don't like that, you don't like NBA basketball. Boy, that's an ESPN highlight right there. Whoa. Carlson comes in. How about this? Holy moly, Jim Bob Bowley. That is a major league smudge. And Rhino, if you don't mind me adding one thing. Oh, turn the sprinkler systems on. Keegan Murray is on fire. Wow. What a performance. It, it was such a special night for Keegan Murray. It, you know, it's kind of his breakout performance of his life in the NBA. But what a cool time for the fans and the team when they needed it the most with Fox out. I thought he was going to get the 50. You know, he got 12 of 13. He took two more threes trying to get that 50 spot. He also only needed two more to tie Clay Thompson for most all time in a game. I really thought he was going to get 50. I really thought so. You know, I, I and, and good for Mike Brown to give him a chance to get that 50 spot. Yeah, the Jazz go on a little run, so a good time to inject yep. Keegan right back in there. But, you know, those uh, a couple of his looks at the end were the best looks he had all night. Yes, I know. Um, but he capped it off with a massive dunk, so uh, what, a, what a good night for him. And you really, off the bench, I really like what Malik Monk did in this game. He had 18 points, 8 assists, and 4 rebounds. He's the only one that did anything off the bench. They didn't really need him tonight, but he was outstanding, uh, really. I, I, I know his three-point shooting he's not going to be happy with, but I'm talking about his all-around game. Again, 8 assists and only 1 turnover. Yeah, and that's what you need with Fox out. And it didn't feel like the Kings were panicked tonight without Fox. Everything operated smoothly yep. in face of a defense that was very inconsistent and sporadic, and you didn't know what you were going to get. 
So happy to have you here on the post game where the Kings win it 125 to 104. Light the beam, another home win for Sacramento and uh, at home now, nine and three. And you're very happy about that. How about those Oklahoma City Thunder? They came from behind late fourth to upend Denver by a point. So uh, that's a bad loss for Denver. They had that game in hand, not in hand, but they had a sizable lead with uh, six minutes left and the Thunder come roaring back. Uh, and the final there of 118 to 117. So, you know, when you look at the standings right now, Minnesota is ahead of everyone. They win again. Uh, they beat Indiana. They're 19 and five. And Oklahoma City now with the win, they go to 16 and eight. Dallas gets the win there at 16 and nine. Denver, uh, they fall to 17 and 10. And Sacramento with the win now, a half game behind Denver at 15 and nine. Personally, I'd rather be 15 and nine than 17 and 10, but the standings have Denver ahead of Sacramento. And then Houston is now sixth with a record of 13 and nine. Well, the Kings keep pace with the teams that they need to tonight without De'Aaron, which is exactly what they needed to do. But this West Grant, it's the story of the year so far. Hello from Manila in the Philippines. Very happy to have you. As you say, you are watching and eating lunch. So we appreciate that. We've got uh, Cambodia also chiming in. We got Southeast Asia. Hello, David in Cambodia. Hope you are doing well in uh, that beautiful part of the world. Right here, uh, the Kings are doing well because uh, they blew out the uh, depleted Utah Jazz tonight. They did not let them hang around. You know, the Kings had a 12-point lead at half. They took care of business. And I I really like the fact that they took care of business without this ever getting really dicey. Yeah, well, I mean, they they let them back in the game. They fell in love with the Keegan story there in the fourth quarter, but they pushed it right back out. But again, taking care of business, Grant, you mentioned it at halftime against the teams they are supposed to win against on their home court. Yep, absolutely. Uh, very happy that you are joining us here on the post game show. Very happy as well uh, for all of our sponsors. And uh, during this holiday season, uh, whenever you get an opportunity, if you're looking to take uh, a friend, a loved one, family members, whatever the case may be, out for a nice meal, we've got it for you. Bennett's with three locations Sacramento, Roseville, and their newest location at the Blue Oaks Town Center in Rockland. Don't forget about their weekend brunch. That's right, weekend brunch on Saturdays and Sundays. Their prime ribs, 60 different types of wine available by the glass. Go to Bennett'sRestaurants.com, make a reservation or more. And again, check out Bennett's West Side Grill. Kings win it, and uh, they made uh, easy work of the Utah Jazz. And next up, another team that they should beat. And that would be Washington. And then all of a sudden, with three games left, you're already 3-0 and on the homestand. And then the schedule gets a little more challenging. Boston, Phoenix, and Minnesota. Yeah, it does. But what did Jerry Reynolds say? 4-2. Four 4-2. and, two. Four and yep. two. They're on their way there. 2-0 and oh so far. Uh, don't sleep on this Washington team, though. I know they've only won 2 of 17. But they put 137 up yep. the other night. So How watch the heck out. Yeah, that's uh, pretty amazing. And it seems like Kuzma always kills the Kings whenever they play him, right? Yeah, that's going to be the storyline. But Kuzma definitely always has a good game against them. Yeah, but again, right now, uh, you look at Sacramento, and there's a lot to be happy about. Uh, The Clippers, by the way, are now in complete control over the Knicks, up by 107-92 to with a minute 40 left and a third. Obviously, a lot of time left to go there, but the Clippers uh, trying to get the win at home uh, against the Knicks. We told you Minnesota beat Indiana, and they are – how about Minnesota? They are 19 and 5 overall and 11 and 1 on their home floor. Guess who beat them? The Sacramento Kings, handing Minnesota their only home loss this year. 
Yeah, and please don't make a mistake. Minnesota will remember that when they come to Sacramento here this coming week. But what impresses me, Grant, is the fact that they're doing it against all these different styles in the West and the East, especially their win over Indiana tonight. Yep. Indiana is like the kings of the East to a degree, the yep. way they run and Halley at the point. So that pretty surprising, pretty surprising. Yep. Kings, uh, by the way, tonight, uh, really taking care of this game. This game was over when the fourth quarter began. I mean, it just was. Uh, the Kings put 44 on the board to 26. And I never even once got even the the, the tad bit nervous when the Jazz made that little run in the fourth. The game was over. There was no way the Jazz were going to win this game. Uh, again, the Kings put them away in the third with that big 44-point quarter. And they coast. And that's what it was. It was a coast. 125 to 104 over the Jazz, led by uh, Keegan Murray's uh, 47. Could not have happened to a nicer guy uh, than Keegan Murray. Just a great human being. Kings are are so fortunate to have him. I still want to see him play consistently on the offensive end, and I don't mean 47 every night, but I, I want to see his numbers be more consistent. But I got to give him credit tonight. You know, without De'Aaron Fox, you need to make up 30 points, and that's what Fox pretty much averages uh, every single game. And so where were you going to get the extra scoring tonight? Well, Keegan Murray answered that. He did indeed. And, uh, you know, he got the Keegan Murray shots for the most part, and he got his offense within the system. And it makes you wonder, Grant, when De'Aaron is on the court, you know, sometimes the Kings have a tendency to be too unselfish. But other times they've got guys open on the perimeter, and you wonder if Keegan's not getting some of the same passes and looks he got last year nope. because of scouting. But this will Maybe. definitely change that um, if he continues this trajectory. Yeah, again, uh, Harrison Barnes chipped in with 16. Good to see him uh, make six of 11, including three from downtown. Sabonis so had 20 points, 10 rebounds, uh, eight assists. Herter ended up with a nice second half and double figures with 11. Uh, Ellis, you know, we talk about – all right, running the point, you don't expect him to score a lot, but I, I thought he did a decent job in his 26 minutes of distributing the ball. You know, again, he didn't make a shot. He made a couple of free throws, but he did have seven assists in this game. Yeah, and, and that's what you're going to expect from him. I mean, yep. the assists were a little bit more. What I didn't like from Keon is the ejection, Grant. Uh, he already had one technical, which was the double, but yep. throwing your hands up at the ref. And what were we talking about at the end of last game? De'Aaron and the yep. way that he was talking. So to see Keon, a guy that's on a two-way contract, that's right in the midst of getting his run right now, get ejected, it doesn't fit. It's not like a star being ejected. Yeah, good point right there. Hey, if you have any plumbing concerns, repairs, make sure you check out New Works Plumbing. They've got a fix for you. Go to SACServicePlumbing.com or call the number on your screen. New Works Plumbing, they've got a fix for you. And again, SACServicePlumbing.com or you can go to their other website, NewWorksPlumbing.com, N-E-W-W-R-X Plumbing.com. They've got a fix for you. Call the number on your screen for your plumbing needs uh, and concerns. Well, Sacramento rolls uh, 125 to 104. There's really not a lot to talk about tonight. This game was really never in doubt. I mean, the Kings came out in the first quarter. They had a 35 to 23 lead going into the second. Second quarter was even, but the third quarter, the Kings put the uh, uh, foot to the pedal, so to speak, and it was all over. Well, Keegan outscored the Jazz himself in the third quarter. Yep. Um, and one thing we haven't said tonight that I think we should say, this Jazz team was so undermanned. This was a mash unit, and some of them may have been ill, too, because they've got a little bug going through the team. And they fought, Grant. 
They, yep. they brought it back to almost single digits in the fourth quarter. That's the type of team I want the Kings to be when they're in these big blowouts. I want to see the Kings fight like that. Uh, the Sacramento, uh, again, with the win, 125 to 104. And they go to 15 and 9 on the year and 9 and 3 uh, on their home floor. Jazz, meanwhile, only two wins away from Salt Lake City, 2 and 12 on the road and 9 and 17 overall. And coming up next, as we said, uh, the Washington Wizards, who in their last game put up a big total offensively. So you don't want to see them get hot. No, you do not. And again, do not underestimate their athleticism. Tyus Jones had a triple-double last game, too. So he's they good can player. with the Kings. He is a very good player. He He's a good player. Uh, did the Thunder win? We get a message. Yes, they did win. Won uh, by a point. They came from behind and won that game by a point. So that's that's pretty impressive. You know, that's pretty darn impressive. I'll say that. Uh, the one other aspect about... You know, Sacramento, uh, they are catching Washington on a, a back-to-back. They're in Phoenix tomorrow night. So you are going to get Washington on the second night of a back-to-back. But, you know, it all equals out because later on this homestand, when you play Phoenix, the next night you play Minnesota on the second night of a back-to-back while they're in your city watching the game. This might – you could argue this is the hardest week of the Kings season thus far, uh, yeah. kicking off with the game with the Wizards. They've got four games in seven nights. Yeah. so. That, that's going to be a tough stretch. And three of those opponents, like you said, start off with Boston. It's a different class of basketball there. You're 100% correct. They are uh, arguably, you know, the very best team uh, in the NBA. So once you get past Washington, then all of a sudden, you know, your schedule gets ready to roll. And I would think you're going to have Fox back by then. So you should be good to go. But, you know, that I always look at games against Boston and Milwaukee, those type of teams mm-hmm. in the East as measuring stick games. You know, you get a good idea where you stand up against arguably the best team in the league. Yeah, they, they've got the formulas at work. They can play multiple styles, and they have stars. They have bona fide yep. stars. So how are you going to defend them? Well, good point right there. But, you know, first things first, got to take care of Washington. You've got to make sure that you don't have a lapse. Uh, you're catching them on the second night of a back-to-back and uh, no lapses because, you know, again, coming up on Friday, uh, you've got the uh, Phoenix Suns. And then on the 23rd, the very next night, you're taking on a Minnesota team who uh, is not playing. So, you know, again, do take care of business, beat the teams you're supposed to beat, which we didn't see that enough last year. Even though the Kings finished with 48 wins, there were too many games where they lost games they shouldn't have lost. I think they're doing a better job thus far, particularly at home in that department. They're they're 100% doing a better job. The Washington game arguably was one of their worst losses on the home court last year. So they get a chance to make that one right. But we're really great. If you take a macro approach right now and you look at this season and the Kings record right now, we're nitpicking. This is a good basketball team. It has a lot of room for growth because there's so much we're nitpicking at. Okay, I totally agree with you. And I've actually talked about that. That, uh, you know, despite some of the negative red flags that I see, I I acknowledge that the record's good and everything else. I'm looking at the big picture now, and you made a good point, I think, two or three weeks ago. The expectations are different for this team. Last year, the expectations were, let's see if we can make the playoffs. Then after the All-Star break, the expectations were, gee, wow, let's see if we can win a playoff series. Okay? So now going into this year, you, you look at the expectations of this team. 
making the playoffs is expected. Okay. It's not an expectation. Like it, it's expected, right? Yes. Uh, 100%. And, and now, now on top of that, what's expected. If you're going to me, without even knowing what can possibly happen the rest of the season, I will only define this season as a success if they win a playoff series. If the Kings do not win a playoff series, and again, this is without me knowing about any possible injuries or anything else, okay? And we're talking now in the middle of December. If the Kings do not win a playoff series this year, personally, I will not consider this season a success. It'd be a huge failure. I mean, you were so confident in your group that you ran it back. For the most part, I know you made a couple different acquisitions. So as the league is getting better, you're saying our group is good enough to compete with whatever you guys come up with. So if you don't win a playoff series, that that's going to be a problem. And yeah. with this Western Conference, which you laid out at the start of the show, it's going to be tough regardless of how good this team's playing. Yeah, you got Boston coming in on this homestand. They're 19 and five, although they're only average at home. Uh, six and five on the road. Then you got Phoenix and, uh, you know, Bradley Beal, shocking, got hurt again. Uh, but you never know if Durant's playing. You don't know Booker. I mean, so you got the Suns and then you got the number one team record-wise in the West and a rematch with Minnesota. So, you know, you got to beat Washington because, you know, we just talked about them. They're four and 20. Uh, they are coming off a win, but you're catching them on a second night of a back-to-back. So no excuses. Go out and win and then get ready for, Three very difficult games on your home floor. Especially when you're on this type of homestand, Grant. Take the holidays out of it. Take all that. You are sleeping in your bed. You've been here a while. You know where treatment's at. You know what the schedule is. So you got to capitalize on that. And uh, the Clippers are starting to really get their mojo going. I I keep an eye on the Clippers. They've already beat the Kings twice this year. And uh, they're up 18 right now on New York. Going into the fourth quarter. So New York's a good team. What's that? New York's a good team. Yeah, they are a good team. They come in 14 and 10. And uh, you're right. They are a good team. They are. But, you know, I'm looking at the Clippers right now. And they if they win tonight, that's seven wins in a row, Ryan. That would be seven straight for the Clippers if they win. And they would go to 15 and 10, a half game behind Sacramento. That's why the West... You just, if you mess up like the Lakers did the other night, think about this. The Lakers lost to the Spurs, who had entered the game with only two wins, right? Yep. Or three wins, I beg your pardon. They had three wins. Three, but they the were Lakers, on a big streak, like right. 17. Yeah. yeah. The Lakers are 15 and 11 instead of being 16 and 10, okay? The difference between that is the difference between being fifth and eighth in the West. That's that one crazy. Game. Yep. That's crazy. And, and at this time last year, Grant, I, I know I said it was the same, but it wasn't the same because the stars weren't playing. There were so many key injuries and yep. we were saying, well, the parody is because of that, but you have stars playing this year. I mean, to your point, the Clippers, Kawhi Leonard, uh, that's the difference. If you want to mm-hmm. point at one thing, mm-hmm. he is the difference. That, no question. He is the difference, plain and simple. Hey, uh, calusasunrise.com. Go check out their website and check out this newest development by Blazona Development. It is in Calusa. It's called Sunrise Landing. Six models to choose from. Phase one is already sold out. There's no Melaroos. There's no homeowners at Calusa Sunrise in calusasunrise.com. Check out all of the information. That's calusasunrise.com. Beautiful development 
in Calusa from Blazona Development. We are wrapping up uh, what has been a really good night for Sacramento. Uh, they get what I think is an easy victory, but make no mistake about it, the uh, star of this game was Keegan Murray. He was brilliant tonight. At one point, was 12 of 13 from beyond the line. I really thought he was going to get that 50 spot. He had some opportunities. It just did not fall, but that was a dandy. Well, Grant, he is the Kings' single-game leader for three-pointers. Yep. And think about some of the names on that list. Buddy oh Heald, Mike Bibby, um, Omri Caspi. I mean, there's Asia some Stoyakovich. Asia Stoyakovich. There's some special – Mitch Richmond, I'm sure, yep. somewhere on yep. that list. There's some special players there, and Keegan Murray sits atop. If the game were played now the way it was – in other words, if, if the game was played – when Peja played the way it is now, he'd easily oh, have he'd, – he'd probably have the record in the entire NBA or close to it. If Reggie Miller, when he played, if, that, if the game was played then the way it is now, he'd have – you know. So we have to understand that the evolution of the three-point field goal, which really changed when Steph Curry came into the league, okay? Yeah. In terms of volume, right? In terms of volume. Correct. Yes. Mitch Richmond, you t- I'm talking about Kings era now. Mitch, Peja, right? Even Eddie yep. Johnson, when Eddie Johnson played for the Kings mm. in the 80s, Eddie was a great shooter. If the game were played then the way it is now, Eddie would easily have double-digit threes in games. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. So it, it, the reason why I bring this up is uh, I was with Peja in October, and we were talking about this. And I said, you know, if the, if the game were played when you played the way it is now, how many career threes do you think you would have? And he laughed. He goes, a lot more than I had now, a lot more than I ended up with. And he knows, everyone knows. It's the evolution of the game. It's like the quarterback position. You know, if Dan Marino played in the NFL today, okay, as opposed to when he did, as great as Dan Marino's numbers are, they would be astronomical. He would be number one in almost every single department because that's how good he was. Because back then it was a more of a running style the defense could mug you running down the field. Pass interference wasn't called. Yeah. Quarterbacks could get hit, literally hit. I mean, all of those factors. The game's different. Sports now, as we all know, is become an offensive, an offensive, I guess, form of entertainment, right? Aren't all sports, for the most part now, all offense, with the exception of, like, soccer? Yeah. For the, I mean, there's those rare teams, like I'm going to be selfish here, the Seattle Seahawks, where the defense was that good their Super Bowl year that it kind of takes center stage. But offense sells, Grant. I mean, that's what it's all about. That's that's why the yeah. Kings, you talk about their national TV games this year compared to last year. Yeah, It's offense, baby. Bernard wants to know where I got this shirt. That is the uh, uh, Royal Troon uh, Golf Club in Scotland where I shot an 87. Thank you very much. And Mad Dog Russo got on our bus after the round, and that was our second round of golf out of nine and wanted to quit and go home because he was so bad. And So uh, was your your 87 on the front nine or the back nine? I don't know, baby. 87, baby, (laughs) for 18 holes. No cheating on that one. We were playing for money. We all all put in – I think we all put in $150 – I want to say, was it for the whole week, we put in $150 each and we played a Ryder Cup format, six on a team. Mm -hmm. And every round, K 
counted and we had uh, daily prizes, daily standings. We played different formats. Like one day at Muirfield, we played in the morning. And then in the afternoon, we played alternating shot after having lunch at their beautiful Muirfield clubhouse where we actually had to go back and put on a jacket and tie to be able to get into the clubhouse. Then went oh, back, wow. changed, and played alternating shot at beautiful Muirfield. Uh, but we played nine rounds in seven days. And I always tell the story. Our last round was at the old course at St. Andrews. And going into the day, the two teams were even. And we played a best ball Ryder Cup format on the last day. And I was down two with three holes left. All right. And I won the road hole with a bogey. It's a hard wow. hole. And the wind was blowing and I got a bogey on the road hole. And so I go to the 18th at St. Andrews with the fame bridge and the beauty and the winds, not a cloud on the sky, but the wind's blowing pretty good. And if you ever look at the 18th to St. Andrews, there's the road and the out of bounds on the right with all of the old buildings. But to the left, it's the only fairway that's adjacent to another fairway. So you have right. going and then number one is coming back. If you remember the, the, the famous uh, British Open two years ago when Tiger was right passing Roy McElroy on yes. and they 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 right yes. so you have an amazing vista but anyway my caddy goes i want you to hit the ball to the left because i have a tendency to fade my ball and with the way the wind was blowing he just didn't want me to take any chance of hitting the ball out of bounds because i needed to win the hole uh to win the match stay and left stay so left. I did, and i ended up <laughs> right on the border of the first and second fairway but for all intents and purposes it's just one large fairway it's not right. like you have any and I was 152 yards out. And you got to remember, it's St. Andrews. It's such a famed, famous uh, village and golf course. There were a lot of people that go and watch the golf. Even they just want to hang out around the 18th. And by then, your caddy knows what you hit. You don't tell the caddy what you're going to hit. They tell you what you're going to hit. <laughs> yeah. Right? And yeah. so oh, he, yeah. he, he handed me a five iron. And I said, five iron? He goes, yeah, this is playing about 180 yards. And I'm like, wow. I'm like, wow. So I'm 152 out. Uh, my 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 opponent had already hit his second shot just short of the green. All right. So I'm standing over the ball and I start talking to myself. And I'm not to myself out loud. I'm like, all right, you effing a-hole. This is going to be the yeah. biggest. No, this is how I'm talking to myself. And I'm cursing on myself. I'm like, you need to hit the best shot of your life. This is going to be the biggest shot in your entire life. You're on the 18th at St. Andrews with the match tied, and you need to win this hole. And I hit my shot, and the second or two after I hit it, I said, best shot of my life. I hit it flush online, and I ended up in the right quadrant of the green at 18th. And I actually, I'm not kidding you. They were applauding around the green and like an idiot as I walked up, you know, I took my hat off and I'm right, you know, like, <laughs> like I'm a freaking moron. Um, and I get, I get to my, my, my opponent chips onto the green, but he's got a, not a good chip. So I'm thinking, okay, I got to make this in two. And my caddy goes, don't be afraid to hit this a little bit harder than your other putts. This part of the green is the slowest because it's always in the shade. 
And I'm like, wow, okay. And I hit a putt that was literally four to five inches away from the hole. My buddy conceded, missed the putt, won the match. And my match was the difference for the whole week of the blue team beating the red team. So that was my wow. Thing. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That that is amazing. Signing the, old, the autographs coming the off old, the 18th. I'll tell you right now, people were they were like, I'm like, I yeah. bet. Oh, oh, here's the other deal. Oh yeah. That putt, that par on 18 gave me an 89 at the old course at St. Andrews. So I'm like, wow, I broke 90 at the oldest course in the world, the famed St. Andrews. So I I was yeah. like, I don't ever have to play golf again. I got an 89 at the old course. You know what, golf? So much of it's up here. But uh, you, you got home before Vandeveld. That's where he had his meltdown, right? No, no. No, no. He had his uh, meltdown at Carnoustie. And, oh, Carnoustie. Yeah. Okay. Carnoustie, we all hated. Out of all the all of us, we played nine rounds in seven days. And all of us hated Carnoustie. None of us liked that course. And it wasn't even windy that day. None of us liked Carnoustie. But when you stand on the 18th, I can see what happened. But even with that, I mean, because uh, I went and when we were, we were, we went back um and, and stood on the championship tees just to see what it was like for Vanderbilt and still hard to believe that he did that. All right. Uh, back to the NBA real quickly. All right. Um, the Kings, I like what they did tonight. There's no negatives and get ready for the next one. You all right. You, you lost me for a minute. I think we lost Ryan. So you are, can you hear me? All right, I'm going to wrap it up uh, because we've lost him, and I hope you haven't lost me. And on that note, uh, have a great weekend. Kings win. King and Murray catches fire. And if you don't like that, you don't like NBA basketball. Oh, boy. Thanks, everybody. <laughs>